Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And in terms of how we got here, on November 19th, uh, we started to see the Houthis conducting these indiscriminate attacks against commercial vessels, putting mariners at risk. Uh, and we've had 27 attacks since uh, since mid-November. In early January, 14 nations and the United States all issued a warning to the Houthis that this type of illegal and reckless activity needed to stop or there would be consequences. And last night, there were consequences. So we're going to continue to monitor. Initial indications are that we had good effects. But of course, we're prepared to take additional action should we need to. How many attacks um, did they say? Uh, I can't remember. 27? No, Major no, 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 no. General Patrick Ryder of the Department of Defense. Uh, he's, I think he was talking about attacks on shipping in the the uh, uh, the Gulf there, or in the... Uh, uh, I yeah, heard this the morning... Gulf. I heard this morning that the Houthis had, had fired 2,000 uh, times at shipping in the last several months. Interesting. Which, yeah, and uh, as David Ignatius said in the Washington Post, this small group had effectively shut down one of the biggest shipping lanes in the world for the last several weeks. Yeah, Why just to bring it you up to so speed, 
Yeah, what a great question. I was absolutely going to get there. We lobbed a bunch of ordnance at their uh, their rocket launchers and their radars and, and defense facilities, allegedly. According to the Houthis, we did minimal damage because we telegraphed it days before. And they, and this might sound familiar to you, hide their military assets among civilians, hospitals and schools and that sort of thing. Uh, and so, and, and they, the Houthis, said, yeah, you want to fight? We're going to escalate. Oh, boy. Does the Biden administration understand we're the greatest superpower in the history of the world? I'm so frustrated by this. I think we're in a really bad spot um, that, uh, and not just us, the United States, although we're the leader of this sort of thing. The Western world, and it's, uh, is cowardice too strong a word? Or uh, maybe that's the wrong word. Um, Just way too careful. Um, in wanting to push back against these people and say, no, you do not get to shut down one of the world's most important shipping lanes. That's not an option. And you let them know that right away, really strongly. And I, I don't I don't understand this whole, but it could lead to a wider war. If that's what they want, that's what's going to happen. And then we have right. to win it. And then we whoop the hell out of them. Exactly. If you're new to this sort of thing, if you study foreign policy through American history, you have administrate, <coughs> excuse me, administrations and, uh, you know, the gurus who guide them who are everything from, you know, your neon kite, neocon types who, who want to spread democracy at the point of a gun all over the world to, uh, those who are so incredibly hesitant to use any force, we might as well not have force. And all points in between. And there's every indication that the Biden administration is extremely gun-shy to the point of letting these crap buckets have their way with one of the wow. most critical uh, shipping lanes in the world. Broadcast reports of crap buckets. I, you know, I, I think I may have invented a, an obscenity there. I was trying to avoid some of the better-known ones um, having to do with their blank heels and heads and the rest of it um, and, and what beasts they might or might not uh, uh, jockey. But um, the, the point is, if we and the Brits and the Aussies and the people who actually rose up and did something, uh, whether it was enough or not, we're about to find out, uh, uh, if we're not willing to do that, then... All bets are off. The bad guys are going to win. I mean, that's just, that is ABC 123 in terms of history. Well, maybe we ought to be nice to the Houthis and the Iranians, and they'll just, they'll be nice to us. I mean, come on. Man, when, um, b- before the announcement came out yesterday, and, and why the hell did this work this way? Why did we find out mid-afternoon, we are going to attack them later today? I mean, what the hell is that? But anyway, before that announcement came out, uh, the Secretary of State once again said, we would like to remind the Houthis that this is not, not uh, tolerable. We will not put up with this. I thought, how many times do you think you can say that? Um, so far, they've not listened to you at all. I mean, it's it's embarrassing me as a U.S. citizen that you're saying this. Yes. Please either yes. do something or don't say it because you're embarrassing me. It's the parent in the, the library with their kid yelling and throwing books. Johnny, stop. Johnny, stop. Johnny, I'm warning you, you're gonna, you better stop. You got to stop or you're going to be in trouble. Johnny, stop. He doesn't listen. Yeah, it's just embarrassing. I'm picturing, you know, some uh, Houthi uh, colonel running through the streets of Yemen to his commander saying, Stop! Stop the attacks! The Biden administration just told us this is unacceptable! Oh my goodness! It's unacceptable! We didn't know! We thought it was acceptable! Stop the attacks, uh, Muhammad! Stop them! Come on! God! Now I am. It's embarrassing. I am adjacent to my DB, my deathbed at home, uh, ill, 
and uh, 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 don't remember. Did you mention we're talking to Jeff McCausland here coming up to get an idea from an actual military man on whether or not this response yesterday was adequate? I mentioned it last hour, but not in this segment. So thank you for bringing it up. Indeed, that is the plan at the bottom of the hour. Because a couple of uh, talk show hosts, in our opinions, are one thing. But I would like to hear from an actual military man on, like, was was this a pretty serious pushback or not? I don't actually know. But, Jack, who are these wacky Houthis? Let's introduce the folks to them. As uh, I mentioned last hour, it's funny how every few years we get introduced to a new band of lunatics, murderous lunatics, who are willing to kill, you know, just uh, uncountable numbers of people to accomplish their particular brand of we want to be in control or our they, Islam's better than your Islam or yeah, whatever. They often, they often have one thing in common, all these yes. wacky groups. Funny. Anyway, the Houthis, led by Abdul Malik al-Houthi, there you go, are an Iran-backed group of Shiite rebels who've been fighting Yemen's government for about 20 years and now control the city's northwest and its capital, which I'm sure is beautiful this time of year, Sana or Sana or Sana. Sana, Sana? Wait a second. Mm-hmm. This is news what? to me. This guy's last name is Houthi? Yeah. Okay. So it's like the Johnsons are at it again. It's like that. Yeah, it's like if we'd named our country the Washingtons or... or mm-hmm. Or just Washington and Washingtonians, yeah. Uh, They built their ideology around opposition to Israel and the United States. On what basis, I wonder? Hmm. Seeing themselves as part of the Iranian-led axis of resistance along with Hamas in the Gaza Strip. Well, they ain't doing so great. And Hezbollah in Lebanon. Their leaders often draw parallels between the American-made bombs used to pummel their forces in Yemen and the arms sent to Israel and used in Gaza. Now, back in 2014, there was a military coalition led by Saudi Arabia that intervened to try to restore the country's original government after the Houthis seized the capital, starting a civil war that has killed, get this, hundreds of thousands of people. Which... Made me stop and think a little bit about our own civil war, which killed hundreds of thousands of people and is an enormous, uh, it's, it's, it's like a mountain peak that we can see as Americans practically every day. We think about it, we talk about it, we study it, we draw parallels to it, we try to learn the lessons of it about uh, rights and slavery and, and, and federalism and a and hundred other things. Um, and, and I do not mean to dismiss that or the killing of people ever, but a few hundred thousand people dying in some sort of civil war, revolution, happens routinely, happens all the time. And we barely anyway. pay attention to it. Yeah, yeah, if it's in other places, which is fine. You can't bear the weight of the world. Uh, But uh, final couple of notes. Last April, talks between the Houthis and Saudis raised hope for peace. Well, not so much. Uh, The Houthis, once a group of poorly organized rebels, have bolstered their arsenal in recent years with the help of Iran, of course. They now have cruise and ballistic missiles and long-range drones. Plus, they have intelligence and technical support from Iran, which has supplied militias across the Middle East to expand its own influence. You know what the big question is around this that I've been enjoying uh, following a little bit? (coughs) Excuse me. Did Lloyd Austin's prostate play a role in the timing of this? Mm. Uh, Did we hold off for a while? uh, 
because he was who knew who knew where for a while? I mean, did that did it have anything to do with this at all? How did it not? Would be a better question. How would it possibly have not played some role in this in the time? Right, right. Explain to us the workarounds, please. Yeah, it'd be good to know. Uh, so, why are the Houthis shooting at ships right now? Well, when Hamas slaughtered children and and women and boys and raped and tortured and killed and committed every atrocity known to man on October 7th, the Houthis declared their support for Hamas, said they would target any ship traveling to Israel or leaving it. Uh, As we mentioned, 27 individual attacks involving hundreds and hundreds of of shells and and bombs and that sort of thing is the way people are, are describing it. Perhaps the most audacious Houthi operation came November 19th when gunmen hijacked a vessel, took it to Yemeni port, holding its 25 crew members, mainly Filipinos. Have you seen that video? Uh, I've seen some ship takeover videos. I'm not sure it was that one. Wow, it's something. God, that would be frightening. straight out of what was the Tom Hanks movie with I'm the Captain Now? Uh, Forrest Gump. Uh, that was it. Yep, that's it. Uh, Forrest Gump, where the uh, tanker was taken over and people held a gunpoint. The hell was the name of that movie? It doesn't matter. Everybody's shouting it at the radio. We can continue on with the discussion without knowing the name of the movie. It's not necessary. (laughs) Big. Big. That's right. Yeah. That was it. (laughs) Anyway, so that's the Houthis, and that's what they're up to. And I know you're thinking, wait a minute. They're courting war with the United States over that? I know. I know. Well, they're religious fanatics, for one. And they're under the sway and finance of, of the Iranians who are trying to, you know, grow their wackadoodle, Shia, vicious, soulless, no human rights influence around the region. I feel like I am somewhat hesitant to second guess these sorts of things. But on this one, I feel very confident that we reacted way too late and way too little on all this uh, Iran attacking our troops. The Houthis, which is basically Iran attacking these ships, just this is a a turning point maybe in world history, unless the good guys are going to stand up and show, hey, you you don't get to do that. We're the the power in this neighborhood. Right. I I think we're almost unique among talk show hosts in that we're not willing 100% of the time to bellow, we know better than the Pentagon and the national security apparatus. Because, you know, we might, we might not. On the other hand, the point I was trying to make earlier that I probably didn't finish properly was that there are many occasions in American foreign policy history where we have underreacted, we have underdefended ourselves, we've been uh, complacent, reticent, overconfident, cowardly, whatever, and have uh, brought on more trouble through it. So, yeah, it's entirely possible this is yet another one of those episodes. I mean, you look at the guy in the Oval Office, and it's pretty easy to believe it might be. Is it the one where he talks to the soccer ball, the volleyball on the island? That's it. Yep. That's That's, it. Castaway. Bachelor party? I believe, yeah, he floats to sea on the, uh, the ball. He becomes the captain of a ship. Then it's taken over by Somali pirates. Mm, sure, I can't help you. That's funny. All right, I almost want Katie to jump on, and it's uh, I've I've gotten to that point in the Wordle where I'm getting really frustrated, and I'm staring at it, and I'm really wanting to do other things today. Uh, <laughs> you looked it up, but did but you I look it up, Katie? Did you look it up? No, that's cheating. No, you know, Joe the, you, you know the answer to this question. I I don't think I I was going Castaway. <laughs> Well, it's Captain Jones or Captain Johnson or Captain something or other, isn't it? Ah, uh, Captain. Captain. I, I actually, yeah, something no. like that. What? 
said, I don't know. I know. This is so stupid. It wasn't Philadelphia, <laughs> was it? See him and it Meg was, Ryan. That's and right. Fall. He got AIDS and he ended up captaining a ship. You, yeah, you've, you've got, got mail over by some, yeah. You've some got mail. They, they fall in love and then they, right. they drift apart and then they come back together again. But he's building. They're going to take a cruise, store. but they can't afford a, a regular one, so they get on a pirate, <laughs> a ship. Rather. He's taken over by Somali pirates. That's right. it. <laughs> right, and he's a he's a an adult in a child's body, and he gets taken over by pirates. That's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, when we come back, the answer every human being on Earth except us has come up with. And uh, much more. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The uh, uh, Captain Phillips is the name of that movie. Yeah, we figured no, that out. Unforgettable film, Captain Phillips, which is, uh, I guess, pretty good. But um, oh, yeah, it's NFL, really good. Yeah, the NFL playoffs are this weekend, which is the biggest TV show in uh, America, certainly every single year. And um, I'm going to catch some games, but it's kind of controversial this time around. The biggest draw in the NFL, which is the Kansas City Chiefs, because of their success over the last five years, and then you add in. Taylor Swift, which, by the way, rumors are Kelsey and Swift are going to get engaged this summer. That's what they were reporting in the New York Post yesterday. So that's uh, romantic. I I am struck speechless. I get the excitement, the pageantry, blah, blah, blah. Seems a little fast. But, you know. When it's love, it's love, Jack. When it's love, you know it. Right? right. They started dating in the summer. Well, that'd be a year. That's fine. It's simple. They yeah. love each other. Exactly. Yeah, I think Judy and I got engaged uh, fairly similar timeline. Well, yeah, fairly similar. Yeah. Years a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the Chiefs are in some hundred, some sort of peacock exclusive NFL playoff game. Have you been following this story? Yeah, the uh, Chiefs Dolphins is only going to be viewable on the Peacock Network, which is a streaming offshoot of NBC. I think. 
Yeah, I actually subscribed to it because we wanted to watch something. I think I subscribed to everything that you can subscribe to, including, like, you know, Women's Daily and stuff I don't need. But, um, uh, but, but not, you know, not that many people do have the Peacock. And if you don't have it, you don't get to watch two of the most popular teams in NFL history. And most exciting teams. Yeah, I can't wait for that game. I got to figure out, did we get that to, like, watch... The Kevin Costner show or Yellowstone? I don't even remember. I don't, who can keep track of all these damn networks? Yeah. Anyway, that's a weird thing for the NFL to do. Yeah, I guess uh, fans are outraged, too. I mean, beside themselves. Well, in the local markets, you get to watch on your normal normal stations. So that, that would have really, really driven people ah, crazy. If okay, all your Chiefs yeah. fans in Kansas City who didn't get the Peacock Network couldn't have watched, that would have been, been too much. Um uh, one more thing I came across yesterday that's not important, since we're going to talk about something important coming up. Are you familiar with this trend now of young people covering their nose in pictures? No. No. Nose, what? Nose, why are Gen Zers covering their nose in family photos? Uh, I guess it's got something to do with keeping their faces out of pictures for something to do with um, social media or the ability to recognize faces or something. Anyway, I saw this report in a newspaper, and it showed a whole bunch of examples of family photos from this Christmas season with people of that age group covering their their nose. I have the same feeling I do when I wake up from a dream, and most of it made sense, but there was one aspect of it that was completely idiotic and unrealistic. I have that same feeling. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not. We're going to find out from Jeff McCausland coming up if that strike on the Houthis was enough. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think it's important to highlight that no one wants to see any type of escalation or increase in conflict in this region. But it's also important that when you have the international community being regularly attacked uh, indiscriminately by these Houthi uh, rebels, uh, that, that we need to take action. And last night we did that. Who was that? Who, who was that? That now? was uh, the Pentagon spokesman, Major General Patrick Ryder. 
Why, why do we constantly say, look, the last thing we want is for this to become a bigger fight? Why do we constantly say that as opposed to every now and then hinting toward, you better not mess with us or we will wipe you off the face of the earth? Yeah, we're going to go nuts. Just so you know, yeah, the, the very same thing struck me. Talking about the strikes conducted by U.S. and British forces supported by other allies that targeted radar and air defense systems of the Houthi rebels based in Yemen there. They've been attacking shipping uh, in the area, in the Gulf, uh, 73 strikes, hundreds and hundreds of missiles and bombs and that sort of thing. Um, uh, to what extent did we do any damage? Will it escalate the fight? All sorts of questions to ask, and a great guy to ask him to, Dr. Jeff McCausland, CBS News military consultant, joins us. Jeff, how are you, sir? Doing very well, but a busy day, to say the least. Yeah, I'd say. So was that a big punch in the nose, like really a not no, we're serious or not so much? Where where does it rank in terms of uh, the amount of force that 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 demonstration was yesterday well it was a significant response there's no two ways about it i mean there's nothing like you know a whole bunch of cruise missiles and f-18 strikes landing in your backyard to get your attention and you also have to look at it in, in relative terms you know yemen uh, is a very very poor country it's been involved in a war with saudi arabia since 2014 it was labeled prior to the war in ukraine and the war in gaza as the largest humanitarian disaster on the planet earth with well over half of the population being malnourished, people involved in starvation. But why the government of Yemen wants right now to pick a, uh, a fight with not only the United States, but I think it's important to underscore this is a fight with the international community. Why the government, who should be looking after the population, want to do this right now is beyond me. And I get Iran's motivation in wanting to constantly portray themselves as the other power in the Mideast uh, for their own purposes. But as you point out, I can't imagine what the Houthis think is in it for them, unless it's purely a case of Iran said, look, if you want continued financing, you're going to do this for us. Well, there's that. There's a certain uh, motivation based on the Palestinian cause. There's no two ways about that. Uh, yeah, Palestinians... Since the inception of Israel in 1948, the plight of the Palestinians does resonate with the Arab populations all across the region. There's no two ways about that. But also, I happen to agree with you. I think in many ways what we're seeing is this power game, largely conducted by Iran. Yemen is a proxy of Iran. doesn't mean Iran has complete control over the Yemenis, but certainly a large control over them. And the military power they have is derived from Iran. But Iran is willing to fight to the last Yemeni, the last... Palestinian, the last uh, Lebanese, because Hezbollah and some Lebanon is involved, the last Iraqi. They're willing to fight to the last one of them. I'm not quite so sure that Iran itself wants to get into a direct confrontation or direct conflict with the United States and more broadly the Western community. But we keep saying, you better stop, you better stop, and they don't. So what, what would, if they, if they don't, if they continue to not stop, if they continue to attack uh, the shipping lanes, what would be the next step? The next step would be a, a larger-scale bombing attack. And I think over time, we can render their ability to conduct these kind of attacks pretty much non-existent. Uh, because, obviously, though they have a significant military force, it's not an overwhelming military force, number one. Nothing like the United States can bring to bear. Certainly, they haven't got the air defense networks or counter-air aircraft that can interrupt our airstrikes. So we can make life pretty doggone miserable for them uh, and their ability to conduct these particular strikes. I don't see, at this moment at least, a need for the United States to uh, you know, come in on the ground in Yemen. So I don't think that is a possibility. But at the moment, 
we could see ratcheting up of escalation. Certainly, the rhetoric coming out of Yemen right now is they're not afraid of Americans. That's pretty typical. But whether that then translates into a, a subsequent military strike, that's another, that's another question. Jeff, you're a very measured commentator, which we appreciate. So I'm going to ask this in a, a measured way. As you have observed the foreign policies of, of administrations that have come and gone through the years, does it strike you that this one is pretty reticent to protect to project American power around the globe compared with others? I wouldn't say reticent so much. I would say measured. Okay, might be the right word. <laughs> There is a very big concern in this administration about the possibility of escalation. And we have to look at the conflict beginning with the war in Iran, in Ukraine, really. And I think in this particular case, there was a concern at the very beginning that that war could spiral very quickly into a confrontation between the United States and Russia, which could then bring on the consequences of a nuclear confrontation or a nuclear catastrophe. Something you need to think about very hard and not be very reckless about. In the case of the war in Gaza, certainly what the administration has been trying to do, and some might say they have faulted too much on being less active than they should have been, uh, is send out a large amount of military power. Don't don't forget, when the war in Gaza starts out, what's the first thing that happens? We have two carrier battle groups immediately dispatched to the region. We double the number of combat aircraft in the region. We put an awful lot of military power out there basically to say, don't get involved. Do not get involved. Now, one can say, well, that didn't work because we have seen the Houthis attack, we have seen Hezbollah attack and the like. But one can only imagine what might have transpired if, in fact, you hadn't put that much military power out there. <clears throat> and that being said, again, in the response to the Houthis, it has been very measured in terms of, first of all, a strategy of deterrence through denial. We're going to shoot your missiles down and show you that it's worthless. It's a waste of time and money for you to launch these missiles because we're going to shoot them all down. Well, now deterrence by denial just hasn't worked. So now we're going to the next step, which is deterrence through punishment. You keep doing this, we're going to punish you. So long-winded, perhaps, response, but I think what they've tried to do is walk that tightrope of being responsive to the event, trying to deter expansion of violence and escalation, while at the same time reserving the possibility of greater effort. And finally, I think what they've also tried to do is cloak all their efforts in international consequences. Uh, this is an international response. The United Kingdom was involved. The Dutch were involved. Bahrain was involved. Australia was involved. Canada was involved. This is an international response to the Houthis. In like fashion, the response to the Russians has been a concerted effort by the administration to bring together NATO and a whole bunch of countries in response to the Russian aggression in, in uh, Ukraine. So they've also wanted an international response to these crises as opposed to the United States operating unilaterally. Would you guess that this was delayed in any way or altered any way by the Secretary of Defense being in the hospital and all that confusion of last week? No, I don't think that that, uh, slowed the decision-making. I think the tipping point was Monday when you had this very large, complex attack by the Houthis of over two dozen missiles, drones, anti-ship missiles, one of which was fired very close to a U.S. flag vessel full of jet fuel. I think that was the tipping point but this has been coming for some period of time i'm sure pentagon planners have been dusting off target list over yemen i'm sure there's been a whole bunch of intel drone flights and satellite imagery over yemen i'm sure there's been a repositioning of aircraft and the repositioning of the eisenhower task force in preparation so there's been preparing to do this for quite some period of time but the secretary's health challenges it's just unfortunate that that is transpiring in the middle of this 
I'm sure for the administration. It's just one more thing that they really don't need right now. Last question uh, for Jeff McCausland, CBS News military consultant. Uh, Jeff, I'm told that the Houthis are fond like Hamas is of hiding their military assets in civilian centers and civilian facilities like hospitals and schools. Is that what you've heard as well? Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's decidedly the case. That being said, the type of things we're talking about in this case, unlike Hamas, which we're talking about fighters or uh, you know conventional ammunition or anti-tank weapons or whatever, you can hide that. You know, hiding a cruise missile amongst the population or moving it around, hiding a radar, many of which are fixed as opposed to mo- mobile amongst uh, the, the, the civilian population. And that comes back to that, what I said to you before, this is a country that is racked by unbelievable humanitarian crises. People are literally starving to death. So how can anyone imagine a government which was looking out for its population would decide the best thing for us to do is pick a fight with not only the superpower of the planet, Let's pick a fight with the entire international community over an issue which really doesn't affect us directly at all. Boy, well said. Well said. Jeff McCausland, CBS News. Jeff, uh, thanks a million for the time. Take care, guys. You got it. Yeah, wow, that last one. That's that's what I've been asking the whole time. What the hell? Did the, uh, maybe the Houthis just have to because Iran is their big daddy and their puppet master. But what are you people thinking? How does this end in your minds better for yourselves? They don't give a crap about their people. Uh, they just care about themselves and, and their power. But uh, I, I, I don't get it. Um... Well, like we talked about earlier, I mean, if you've got on a scale of too eager to uh, jump into fights and and too reticent to jump into fights, this administration is clearly way toward the latter, like further than uh, practically say. anybody in U.S. history. Yeah, Jeff doesn't see himself as an editorialist, which I can respect. But yeah, absolutely true. Uh-oh, we don't want to escalate against the Houthis. We don't? Why not? We are sending the message over and over again, it's okay to shoot at our troops. We probably won't do anything. That I, You don't need to be a military strategist. All you need to do is be is a human being above the age of 25 or so, particularly if you've ever raised children, trained right. a dog, uh, gotten a, a team together at work or what have you. Those messages speak as loudly as the ones that come out of your mouth. Sure, if you keep telling your employee... Uh, hey, you can't steal office supplies, <laughs> but they do, and nothing happens. Well, guess guess what the result's going to be. That reminds me, i got to restock the inventory here at Joe's House of Staplers. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, in one of our more jar- jarring transitions, next hour, I can't wait to get to this. Science, Jack. Science has determined how to have the perfect weekend. Oh, wow. Yes. I represent science. Oh, no, you've ruined it. <laughs> Close the your mouth. Pinch it your nose. You're going to get a, the enhanced virus. Ugh. Now, are, are my kids with me in this weekend or not? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, although that kind of complicates it a little bit. But, uh, yes, certainly uh, there is individual customization of all, I- involved and available in science's prescription for how to have the perfect weekend. I think mine is, because um, I, I attempted to do this one afternoon during the Christmas break to have some enjoyment, <laughs> was uh, is, uh, is, is at a bookstore with a cup of coffee. To me, that is about oh. as perfect as my life can get. Yeah, but you're not going to spend your whole weekend there, right? I could. Absolutely. <laughs> Sleep in the bathroom, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> Hide in the bathroom when they turn out the lights. 
Sleep in the little kids' area where they have those, those the, the what do you call them, the big uh, pillow things kids lay on. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, hour three of the show. Hope you can stay tuned for that. Okay, lots on the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Mentioned earlier that the... DEI madness, the racist, neo-Marxist garbage that's perverted our universities and schools and so much of corporate life has not gone away. Here's an example. A Vermont-based baking company is hosting a competition that barred anybody white from participating as an attempt to foster greater inclusivity in the world of baking. Oh, wow. Because I know, I've, I've talked to friends of color. They won't bake a cake because they don't feel like they're included. A pie, a sweet potato pie. Oh, they'd love to have a pie. But, you know, people of color in America generally aren't allowed to bake. What the hell are these people thinking? We need to have a final referendum on, do you think you fix racism with more racism? God, that's such a great idea. Yeah, let's stick it on the ballot in November. Surely we can get that done, huh? Um, But I don't want to get hung up on that because it makes people mad. Yes? I was ill yesterday. Well, I'm ill today, but I was too ill to be here yesterday. What was uh, what was your conversation about um, Trump and uh, Christie, or, and and you know the the debate between DeSantis and Haley? What was your what was your couple headline takeaway on that? Oh, oh to summarize, uh, DeSantis and Haley uh, got together on a stage, took hatchets to each other, and, I, and and wounded each other terribly, and did nobody any good on any level. Yeah, I watched some of that, man. That was hard. That was hard to watch. Even with just two people on the stage, there was as much talking over each other as when they had eight people on the stage. And it's hard to understand the point. One of my other takes was that in a primary, I don't think you're doing yourself any good to go negative. Certainly heavily negative. I mean, okay, so you just uh, cut the other person off on their knees, to their knees, at their knees, whatever that expression is. From their knees. Um, under right their knees. To, toward their knees. Upon their <laughs> knees. Um, but what, what good have you done in a multi-person primary? And though it was only 
two uh, Hanyaks on the stage, uh, you know, Trump's still in there. It's a three-person race. I don't think you do yourself good by going negative in a primary the way you might in a general when it's a binary choice. Because, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong or if you see it differently, in a primary, people are wanting that feeling of, that's my guy. That's my girl. That's that's the person who sounds like the things I care about, and I think they're good enough to get it done. Yeah, it's, well, I think it's the, not a process of winnowing out who's the least crappy, or it shouldn't be. Well, and I think the key word in what you said there is the word feeling. I think it's way, 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 way more about I just kind of like their style than any of that individual minutia, ticky tack stuff that they bring up about each other i mean oh, yeah that that's not the stuff that makes up oh so three years ago you voted yes on a portion of a piece of legislation that would that's not the stuff that makes any difference to people that are tuning into these things it's just the overall feeling of i like this person i don't like this person i think this person's a fighter i think this person's dumb whatever i think no he's no mean. no it's about you said something positive about anthony fauci in march of 2020 didn't right, you right right, right oh right. lord and then we gotta on the other... beat the senile old fart would you quit with this stuff and on the other end which of course i uh cleverly asked joe's opinion so that i could just give mine um <laughs> uh I thought Trump looked fantastic on his thing, by Trump standards. I mean, for what he is, I thought he was as good as he ever is. I think fantastic's a little fanboy butt-kissy. Uh, I think I characterized it as uh, he's as good as ever and <laughs> will beat Biden like a drum. Uh, if he can maintain some level of discipline, yes, yes, hammer the border, hammer the economy, uh, and hammer the fact that, and this was great, because uh, Brett Baer came at him with, I think it was an audience question about, people are afraid of the chaos. And he said, chaos? We have chaos now. Right. And if he can refine that message, we have chaos in Ukraine. We have chaos in Israel. We have chaos at the border. We have chaos with inflation. What are you talking about? And then he made the point that a lot of the chaos was because the Democrats were coming after me with phony crap. I think if he can refine that message and make it nice and tight, he wins 40 states. He also moved to more to the middle on the abortion thing, which is where most people are, regardless of uh, your personal beliefs, you the listener. Um, Chris Christie's hot mic moment, or, uh, was that on purpose, an accident, or what? Wow, what a great question. I don't know. It, I don't know. Interesting. I hadn't even thought about that. Some I, people I don't believe think it was it's a big deal. On purpose, no. where he said Haley's going to get whatever snow. Oh, whatever. I could totally see Chris Christie doing that. Yeah, I could uh, too. <laughs> my initial thought was he's getting out because nobody cares what he thinks. Right. So now exactly. we're making a big deal over what he thinks. Why? I, well, you know, yeah, you know, I've always thought that was funny when 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 uh, candidates who had no support get out and then people have big roundtables discussing it. Nobody cared. <laughs> Next hour, the downside of remote working and how to have the perfect weekend. If you don't get next hour, grab it via podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.